Hey, what's up? This is the Aaron J. Dodson podcast, and this is a 10-minute episode of Apologetics. I'm going to title this, Let the Bible Speak. I'm mainly going to be reading verses of Scripture that defend the Creator, God, the creation as given in Scripture, and also the way God has worked throughout time and how God's worthy of praise and glory and adoration. And I'm doing this, again, because I see these passages as passages that defend the fundamentals of God, Christ, creation, the Word itself, etc. And I think these are passages that need to be heard, as all passages of Scripture need to be heard, read, and studied. But these particularly for a 10-minute episode of Apologetics. And I'll probably keep my comments very minimal because I have several passages of Scripture, beginning with Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the foundation of all things, save God alone, who is eternal. But all things that we know had a beginning, and it is the very foundation of Scripture, this passage. Everything hinges upon God existing and God speaking the universe and mankind into existence as the creator of all things. Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Here's a passage that teaches the fact that God created the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them in six days. And the Sabbath day of the Mosaic Covenant reflected how God had created all things within six 24-hour days, and on the seventh day, He rested from creating things. And so, all things were made by God's choice, and by God's voice, by His command, and He chose to do it in six 24-hour days. And that makes sense because He told them to rest on the seventh day, that the other days they were to work. Well, the other days were 24 hours each. And on the Sabbath day, the last day, they rested for 24 hours on the Sabbath, not for eons of time. Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament, the expanse, shows His handiwork. This passage teaches that God created all things, and that the heavens declare not God, but His glory. And so this is what we have called, many have called, general revelation. God has generally revealed Himself by creating the heavens and the earth. And the expanse of the skies shows his handiwork, his creative power. And how did he do this? Psalm 33, verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. So Almighty God spoke all things into existence. And then regarding God's character and His person, Psalm 90, verse 2, Before the mountains were brought forth, 
or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So that means that God was not uh, caused. Uh, he is not. A, he is not. A, let me say that again. God is not an effect. He is the one cause that caused all things in the very beginning. He's from everlasting to everlasting. And then the same uh, book, Psalm 92, verse 5, the psalmist wrote, O Lord, how great are your works. How great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. I like that passage. Psalm 139, verse 14, the psalmist wrote, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knows very well. So mankind did not evolve or start or began from nothing. Instead, God, God worked and God created. God God made mankind wonderfully. God created mankind. Psalm, I'm not Psalm, Isaiah 45, verse 18. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Again, speaking of God's sovereign creative power. Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. And again, when we see God's creation, we realize His power is only limited by his own will. No one can limit the Lord. He is all-powerful. Jeremiah 51, 15 and 16. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heaven by his understanding. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. God is all-powerful. And that makes sense, because when you see the heavens and the earth and all of its intricate design, you know someone all-wise and all-powerful had to create such a magnificent universe. Zechariah 12, verse 1, speaking of mankind, the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundations of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. So God has created mankind with a spirit. And Paul preached about God and creation and the souls of men and women. So, uh, Acts chapter 14, verses 15 through 17 He preached, saying, Men, why are you doing these things? Why are you trying to praise me and Barnabas? 
We also are men with the same nature as you, and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God, who made the heaven, the sea, the earth, and all things that are in them, who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness, and that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And this goes right along with Acts 17, verses 24 through 28. In Mars, or not in Mars, on Mars Hill in Athens, Greece, Paul preached, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things, and he has made from one every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So God made all things, and he has supplied witness in his creation that he exists, and he is a gracious God, and he created mankind and pre-appointed our boundaries and all those things, our times, so that we might seek the Lord. And this goes with Romans chapter 1 as well, where the same author to another audience wrote, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So we can know that God exists from the creation. His invisible attributes are clearly seen in the creation. It is understood that there is a higher power. And so all people, including the Gentiles of the first century, are without excuse. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, the gospel teaches that Christ is the creator of all things, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. That's speaking of Christ. And I love Hebrews chapter 3, verse 4, for every house is built by someone but he who built all things is God. And when I see the universe, the created order, and just like when I see a painting, I know it didn't paint itself, it had a painter. When I see a creation or a design or any, anything of any uh, uh, organizational you know, forethought, I know someone made it, someone created it. Hebrews 11.3, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And finally, Revelation 4.11, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. All these passages point to the sovereignty and power and wisdom and knowledge and authority of God. And they should cause us to say, you are worthy, O Lord. There is sufficient evidence for the honest mind and the honest heart. Let the Bible speak and listen to its truths. It is a trustworthy source of information. And when one studies, 
they can come to the conviction by going where the evidence leads that the Bible is like no other book on earth. It is God's library of books inspired, given by His breath, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. This has been supposed to be 10 minutes of apologetics. It's turned into 12 minutes. I'll keep the title 10 minutes if you won't judge me too hard. I wanted to put all these passages in to impress us with how we need to listen to the Scripture let the Bible speak in regard to how God created all things and how all people should seek Him and come to believe and know that He is worthy to receive glory and honor and power for He has created all things. It makes sense. It's only logical that there is a higher power and that the Bible identifies who that higher power is. There are not many higher powers. There is but one God and that one God sent His Son Jesus Christ into the world to save sinners. Thanks for listening. God bless and I'll catch you next time.